You are now locked in to the Sitting Down with the Sisters podcast. Hi guys! Welcome back to the Sitting Down with the Sisters podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ayo. I'm Tammy. And I'm Ashley. And we have a special guest with us today. Mm-hmm. A very different <laughs> guest. You guys are not going to expect this episode. It's going to very much come out of out of nowhere. We don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. Honestly, get get on ready. our own show, we've got someone questioning us. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little hint for you. But would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? So my name is Fian. Um As you'll see from my accent, I hope you're able to understand me. I'm not from London. I'm not a London boy. <laughs> I'm from the shores of Belfast, Northern Ireland. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. So, for me, I've luckily, I came across the show. So, I've been listening to the show. And, yeah. So, just contacted the girl to say, you know what? It's time to flip the script. Let's hear what you guys got to say about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, these questions are either from my point of view or I've asked some friends and some other people to see. What question you conducted you a whole study. Hey, come prepared. Wow. <laughs> fail to prepare? Should we be nervous? Prepare to fail. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I think, so just a bit about my background. So, again, I said I grew up in Belfast, North Island. And so when I moved to Belfast, 95, so I was born in Nigeria. I moved to Belfast. I think there were less than 800 black people out of 1.6 million people. Wow. wow. So for me, growing up, this whole notion of, oh, like, what's black or you're a minority, I had the extremes. Mm. So when I listen to podcasts or when I listen to girls like yourself or women, let me correct myself, <laughs> women like yourselves, um, talk about certain topics, I'm always interested to see why you say what you say or what the reference point is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the first question would be, Obviously, all you three are black. So what do you define as black? Or when you say black women, black men, black wow. culture, what, what does that actually mean? I can go first, I don't mind. Um, well, personally, I think black is a very like general term. So when I think of black people, I just think of people that have the same skin tone or skin complexion, like obviously in the ranges of hues or whatever, as me. Um, it, you don't have to be from a specific country or anything. I just think black people is a general term, which can also be a reductionist term sometimes, but for a group of people that look like me, that's how I would define mm. black. So when you say look, so if we take you take a Steph Curry mm-hmm. or you take someone like Lupita, mm-hmm. they look very different. Yeah. Mm. But if you take Steph Curry, say in America, he's defined as black. Mm-hmm. If you bring him to UK, people might say he's mixed race. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to people who say are mixed or come dual heritage, are they defined as black? Or what makes up, like if you're one quarter, one eighth, like what makes you quote unquote black? <laughs> oh, I think that's kind of hard to answer simply because obviously the way you've answered is based off of how they look. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's great that you did that distinction obviously in america he's looked at as african-american a black basketball player but then here he would be seen as mixed race Mm -hmm. i would still identify him as black Mm. so will i yeah i don't i wouldn't 
Yeah, I would to answer your question. I would still identify him as black. I would just say that he is whatever he. So here, I think we we respect when people say they're mixed race. We don't like say, oh no, but you're black. Like how mm-hmm. in America they would. So I would just say he's whatever he de- like defines himself as. But yeah, I would still class him as black. Yeah, if he wanted yeah. to, like, I'd class him as black. But I feel like people get their like they categorize people based off what was happening back in slavery, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So. Back then, he would have been seen as a black man regardless of his white... Or him being a lighter complexion. Or being a lighter complexion. So I, f- I don't know if I agree with it, mm. but that's just what I've been conditioned to learn and mm. understand. Mm-hmm. So he is black. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. To me, anyway. And so if you take people like, say, Steph Curry, Lupita, um, Burner Boy, you have people from different who are black from different places... So now they've all now created what we, some people term as black culture. Mm-hmm. But again, what is black culture? Because if you look at black people, say, in Brazil, black people in France, black people in America, black people in, and I use the term black, black people in Kenya, mm-hmm. South Africa, if you talk to them or look at the way they do life, there doesn't seem to be a quote-unquote inherent culture. Mm-hmm. But we still refer to black culture. Mm-hmm. What is this black culture? How would you define is black culture to other people? I feel like black culture is very, like... Diverse. It's very, di- mm-hmm. it's very diverse, but it's also very different based on where you live. So if you live in the UK... Well, let me not even say the UK. If you live in London, London. or, like, places closer, closer to London, there's, like, a black British culture, mm-hmm. or there's, like, urban black culture, or there's even a London culture, South mm-hmm. London culture, mm-hmm. East London culture, yeah. and then that and whatever for black people there. But then if you go to, like... America, black culture is different there. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say there's only one black culture, but I do think black people have this synonymous way of looking at it where if you're black, we expect every black person to at least... And if you don't do it, you can't be in the same category as Mm -hmm. a black person. Like, I think it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Aya said, it is different in different countries. And I don't know if it's just the black community. Obviously, we're talking about the black community. I don't know if it's just us that have that, but it's definitely different everywhere. I think it is just us, you know, know, because I don't think when white people think of... like, say, a white British person, mm-hmm. they don't classify themselves the same way they would classify um, Romanian people or a French person. They would say they're British mm-hmm. and they wouldn't just say, I'm white. I feel like white and black, obviously, we all know it's like a social construct, but, like, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't like, put themselves in a one group, like, That's black true, culture. Actually. We're the only, mm-hmm. I think we're the only race that does that but i don't think we did it to ourselves i think through something that's happened everything that's time. happened yeah. historically <clears throat> we've been redu- like reduced almost into this one oh all black people are the same or mm. all black people do the same they act mm, the same they same. have the same yeah. you know mm-hmm. mannerisms whatever mm. and but then feeding into what you just said do you think that by doing that and by the black community or whatever you want to call it doing that we kind of lose or we, we don't get to learn about each other's nationalities, mm-hmm. cultures, because I'm guessing like both Nigerian, I think Congolese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, for me, I know nothing about Congo. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about Rwanda. I know mm-hmm. nothing about Angola. Whereas I can tell you more about how Italians are. I can mm-hmm. tell you more about French are. Mm-hmm. I can tell you more about Romanians. But that's because when I meet someone who's Caucasian or white, they will, oh, I'm French. And then they'll tell me about their mm-hmm. nationality. Mm-hmm. Whereas to a certain extent, is it... It seems that sometimes we go and we're, we're black, mm-hmm. and then it gets to the point where, or they hang around a bunch of black people, and we don't actually get to discuss or talk about, oh, like, what traditions do you mm-hmm. have in your culture? Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think by basically 
having this black the term of black we miss out on this or is it something which as you said is it something which is just the new norm or is a norm which it, it, if we spend so much time deconstructing that we might lose some type of unity within the community mm, i think to just follow up of what i said like she said, there's a there's black black culture looks different in different locations. So I would say here, anyway, in London, I think to just to answer your question, um, we've we've adopted whatever culture is here, mm. and I feel like along the way we've lost thriving in our uniqueness, mm-hmm. and that's why again, like you said, you couldn't you wouldn't be able to tell me like facts about Congo mm-hmm. or Rwanda mm-hmm. or all of these places. Like you said, you'll meet a white person and tell you, oh, I'm French and they'll say X, Y, Z. Whereas when you just say, oh, I'm black and then we've, we've, we've adopted the culture that is in South London. So that's mm-hmm. kind of became, that. Yeah. that's become our identity. That's all we so know. We've, yeah, so we've yeah. lost, we have in a sense lost our uniqueness mm-hmm. and I, on to just lead on from what Ashley's saying that's why initially when you asked us to define the term black I said it can be very reductionist in that way because mm. like me being I like to identify as Nigerian to be fair I, 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 I less like to identify as black right. but even still in that do I know enough about my culture like I don't think so I think I could know a lot more mm. and I do think the whole streamlined term of black is probably part of that especially being born here then growing up here mm. you do lose a bit of your actual culture your actual your heritage roots. because of how reductionist the term black yeah. can be. yeah and you don't want to play the blame game because if you really look back and think why have we not adopted our culture and try to learn about it there's so many different reasons like Ashley said we mm-hmm. live here that's mm-hmm. number one yeah. mm-hmm. but then some people would also argue that you know our parents mm-hmm. maybe they haven't done enough mm-hmm. to teach us growing up mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and we can also blame ourselves because we're at that age now we're grown mm-hmm. we can learn more we can we go can back home selfish. we can do what yeah. we need to do mm-hmm. which I think people are doing now more than ever yeah. mm-hmm. I agree but we're still not there yet mm-hmm. so there, there is a journey to go but i do think it that awareness is being brought to it yeah. mm-hmm. and from being in south london do you see, do you ever see a difference between see people like yourselves who might have been born and raised here versus people who maybe moved over here when they're six ten whatever mm-hmm. and to a point where they because they were born into africa or whatever mm-hmm. it is they still had some type of exposure to what it was like there mm-hmm. and when they come come here they're not like one well, I know, say Congolese, British, but mm-hmm. to them, they're like, well, I just came here, but I was actually still born in this country. Mm-hmm. So their, their identity might not be the same. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see a difference between, like, immigrants who've come to the mm-hmm. country versus people who's potentially been born here? Can I start? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's very relatable to me, to simply because I wasn't born here. I yeah. came here when I was about five, six. Yeah. Um, and would I say that I'm different to them, like to you guys. I wouldn't, I'll oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm different. I would say and it's so differences, but yeah. Really, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that because I do want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bit of pressure, I'll be honest, <laughs> that I do get. And it's subconscious. People yeah. don't know they're doing it, but they do it all the time. I even got this, I think it was yesterday or a few days ago, when they get to find out that I was not born in the UK, it's like, can you speak your native, your mm-hmm. mother's tongue? Mm-hmm. And when I say... When I give my answer, because I wouldn't say I can't speak it, yeah. but some I have my moments, yeah. but they would expect me to fully be able to speak it. Yeah. What's the reason? You were born there. Yeah. You yeah. were born in Nigeria. Why can't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. do you know the age I came here? Like, 
I, I've lived more than half of my life here in the UK. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I was to go back to Nigeria, I don't even know if I I, I can even blend in over there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I, yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's that too. But in terms of um, the question you asked about the difference, mm-hmm. people do expect a difference, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But is there really a difference? I can only speak from my experiences. Unfortunately, I wouldn't, I can't really pinpoint the difference. That's a very interesting, I think that's a very interesting question, by the Mm. way, because I do think for a lot of people that I, I have friends that were both born here and then friends that, so example, Temi is one of them, but like we have Benga as well. And Mm. I think everybody, it depends on how you assimilated when you got here, because some people, when they got here, I do think there was that period during school where people were ostracized if you were not born here and it oh, was yeah. you were made to feel Some like an outsider yeah, and whether and then that i think then determined how they assimilated because if you maybe from if your home was very proud and mm-hmm. you were very like cultured mm-hmm. then you were able to maybe see beyond the yeah. you know the bullying and mm-hmm. whatever yeah. but if not it, your default to survive in a situation like that would be to assimilate absolutely. and then obviously as you then you get to fit in. yeah absolutely. and then obviously as you get older like, i'll never forget when i first came here in primary school i still have this memory because it sort of relates to what we're talking about how it's you know shaped me into mm-hmm. who i am now but i remember in primary school like i never thought i had an accent when i came mm. i didn't think i had <laughs> yeah. an accent do you know what i mean like because obviously i was like how old like i'm in school like that that doesn't do you know what i mean i thought i spoke like everyone else everyone spoke like me but i remember um in English, we had to read um, a book, so it was my turn to read. And yeah. I remember in my, I don't know, if she, I don't think she done it maliciously, but she, like, she just made it obvious for everyone. Oh, you've got a nice accent or something like that. And I thought accent. <laughs> what's an accent? What's an accent? <laughs> what's an accent? I mean, do you know what I mean? English. You know what I mean? But then after that, after that, I started to become more conscious yeah. of like the way I spoke mm-hmm. and stuff, and I try to like assimilate. Assim- yeah, I would yeah. try to like fit in and everything and i don't know if this helped but like what i was saying earlier about our parents playing a part in it my mom used to literally be like oh you have to start talking like that now like you do like do you you know what i mean because so you don't want to you know do this like start talking yeah you don't want to you know so you know this is where you live now you need to she didn't do it maliciously she didn't say i can't be myself but it's just like you need to fit in now you don't live in nigeria anymore Mm -hmm. and you know she knew what time it would come but she just said it and And in my head i just thought okay yeah i do and i feel like there was a part of that where it was her trying to be protective she didn't want you to be bullied or she didn't want anything bad to happen to you just she just wanted you to be able to at least because when it comes to kids kids can be very brutal about stuff like that yeah oh absolutely Absolutely. i just wanted you to feel like it was your home yeah that was was that exactly yeah. mm-hmm. exactly because no, that's very interesting because i think for me it was because i as i said i moved to northern ireland when i was five yeah but it was interesting because when i got to northern ireland it was the first time i realized i was black mm. because i grew oh, in yeah. nigeria yeah, oh my god so yes. before i was just like <laughs> so like, but yeah, I was, yes the only person who was white or caucasian in my life was my teacher she was like hungarian mm-hmm. so i was kind of used to that but i remember when i got here and I like I can, I can still remember getting off the train oh, or wow. not train train the plane <laughs> get off the plane in so we, oh, we, we I think we went through like Hungary or something like that and mm. I got there and I was just like first time I ever saw snow and I was like what the heck is this <laughs> what is going on and then I got off the plane in Belfast and I was just like where are we <laughs> and then after that start meeting people like oh you're beautiful and I was sitting there going who are all these random yeah, people yeah. talking up to me but it was the first time when and then people started either being racist or pointing it out mm-hmm. and I was like this is different this is different yeah. Yeah. I'm not me, used to this I didn't this. have a comprehension mm-hmm. yeah but 
moving forward, like to like my twenties or eighteen or when I went to university, it, um, when I again came around more black people because again I said you know that I didn't really have that many black people around me. Mm-hmm. It was a shock because people were like, Oh, you're different. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you're not really well, I mean you're black, but you're really white. Mm-hmm. And, and I you're sat there black, in my head, black. I'm like What is that? Where were you guys born? And they were like, Oh, I was born in London all my life. I'm like, so how are you more black than me? Because I'm like, you haven't been to your own country or yeah. wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I realized there are certain things which were instilled in me at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, it got to a point where I always, as, as I think I always said, I identified more as Yoruba. Not even Nigeria. I was like, oh, I'm Yoruba. <laughs> and then people was like, okay, from Nigeria. But half the time I didn't say Nigeria because of the negative connotations which a lot of people have. I rarely ever said the word black mm-hmm. because I was just like, mm, "What? What is this?" And also, growing up in Northern Ireland, it was that a lot of what people there saw as black was what they saw on TV, mm. which is African American. Mm. So right. to me, I was like, "I'm not African American." Mm. So I'm not, like, to me, I was like, "I'm not black. Mm. I'm Yoruba. I'm this." Mm-hmm. So got a point where growing older, got to a point where people when I started seeing more London as London become more as what is black mm-hmm. exactly. And I got a point where I was, they were like, oh, well, you're not Londoner in it. What, bro? I'm like... I don't know what that is. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what yeah. that. Or people are like, oh, do you listen to rap? And I'm like... No. Mm. I'm listening to Skitter Boy by Avril Lavigne. They're like, what? But for me, I was just like, oh, is that not normal? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I started yeah. questions like, what is black and what all these different things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but that's the reason I asked this because the understanding that people who grew up here is that is who teaches you you're black is mm. it society or is it your parents that's a really good that's question. A very good question whereas in nigeria you're not like no one has to black, teach you any yeah. you're allowed mm. to be a different version of black because black is not a thing you're just a person yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're, you're, you're allowed to have your own exactly you're allowed mm-hmm. to have your own interests like here mm-hmm. if you're black you're expected to have certain interests you're expected Absolutely. to have certain hobbies you're expected to have Absolutely. certain things, views certain, certain perspectives and i think that that you is, just I've never this. thought about it like that. Don't yeah. you think it's so it is so very, reductionist? Like it's so mm-hmm. um, it makes it like so linear. Like you're not allowed to be a lot of things, yeah. and I think that affects. I feel like it affects boys more than it does. Girls. I know that's quite a general statement to make. I'm quite wild. If, you, if but the reason I say that is because I think it shows a lot more evidently. Like say for instance, a boy wanted to be like an artist, mm. like an. A, a drawing kind of artist, so like a painter. It wouldn't be expected of him because he's, he's a boy black. and he's black. You'd expect something. I guess more masculine because black men in the western side of the world are socialized to be more not in touch with stuff like that or not care about stuff yeah. like that yeah. and so it's either a rapper if you're not a rapper then you're not an, you can't be so that's yeah. an example of what yeah. i mean women women why with women women the pressure is there but it's like like doing your hair a certain like way, way. appearance wise sure. and, and do you know what's yeah. crazy the pressure will be to still wear more like a wig or like adhere to more eurocentric things which yeah. are less black in yeah. quotes but wait and then when you're when you dress more or when you wear your natural hair or you mm. whatever you're considered to be like woke, woke or you're considered to be more da- yeah. i don't know I like, get and it's weird yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird and i also think something which only like just listening to you talk was that also growing up in i would say for the first five years in Nigeria, it meant that I was able to see a lot of black people in certain jobs, which I don't get to see here. Wow. So a good point where like, so like my mom, she trained as a vet. My dad worked in agriculture and worked for the government, all this different stuff. But I got to see people in my church who were doctors, lawyers, drove a car, like cleaners, yeah, cool. just the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. 
And then to a certain extent, even when I went to Northern Ireland, I got to see people, well, most people who, who moved there were professionals, i.e. doctors or lawyers or things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was only when I came to, like, England, when I started seeing people were like, oh, well, a lot of ethnic minorities are forced into these jobs. Mm-hmm. Or people were like, oh, well, I never knew I could come this job mm-hmm. or this job. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, I was just like, what, where's this coming That's from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was different. And then it got to a point where even sometimes my job, like when I used to work, and I used to work late, I would see sometimes cleaners come in. I used to have this, like, I want to say, like, kind of guilt because I'm like, wow, like, I'm doing this job mm. and I'm blessed. Mm. And I know you're working hard mm. in this clean job, but everyone else in my firm just looks at you as a cleaner. Whereas mm. for me, I'm like, you're working hard, put mm-hmm. food on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's something which, again, I still find very, like, I still, to me, even to this, I find very weird where, and this is maybe a, a privilege I have, where I look, talk to people who are from certain communities or from the inner city, and the, the way they think about jobs is they're not taught, oh, you can be an engineer, or you can be a pilot, or mm. you can be all these things, whereas growing up in Nigeria or just around my family, it's something which is very common mm. to the point where it's like, I never thought I couldn't do something. Right. Mm. Um, so that's something which, again, and this is something which is seen even in America because a lot of what I do with my job I work with um, with in America uh, with American firms, American community, mm-hmm. and it's interesting there where when you listen to the African difference between African Americans and Africans who have come who've emigrated there, and it's that a lot of the Africans who have emigrated there obviously are very educated. I think mm-hmm. Nigerians are the most educated immigrant group in America in terms of PhDs, mm-hmm. masters. Mm-hmm. So it gets to the point where you nearly sometimes see. I'm not saying it's all the time. Mm-hmm. We see there's like a rift. Mm-hmm. where the people who've come there the way that their parents are like you've got an education make the most of it mm-hmm. where sometimes I look at the African Americans who don't take make most of it like you get free education if you go back to my country we don't you don't get this mm-hmm. type of stuff so it gets to the point where sometimes a lot of people who I've interacted with actually are immigrants to America and I've always wondered why that was and from research it seems that it's because of that mentality of when it came from that country it was like we're going to America. I want to get America. You can study to become whatever you want to be. Right. Whereas in certain communities within America or, or African Americans, the system is nearly told them you cannot be this mm. unless you're X, Y, and Z, i.e. Mm-hmm. 10 times better than anyone else. Right. Whereas in Nigeria, it's like, how many doctors are in Nigeria? Right. It's, the, it's the privilege. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's that's, that's what I think it is. Wow. Like if we want to just simplify everything, yeah. it's literally just a privilege because... Uh, I don't want to say I can relate to that, but if I can relate to that, it's based off what I tell myself. Like, mm. I always, I've always said that I feel like there's a reason why my family came to the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, because I could have easily had a different life. Mm-hmm. Easily. Mm. I can't imagine what it could be. I don't, mm. I don't even imagine what life would have been like living in Nigeria, growing up there, where yeah. I would be, what I'd be doing, like, um, as a career. But being here in the UK, I do always tell myself that. You, you definitely like your parents did what they had to do to give you this opportunity mm-hmm. like you should feel blessed and grateful to be here it. and make the most of it yeah. mm-hmm. do yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so not to say like um 
my friends that were born here don't feel the same way. Yeah. But it hits a bit different. Yeah. yeah. It's a, there is a Do you know what I mean? Though. It hits and a bit you'd different. You'd be kind of naive to not acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Do you know what because I mean? Because in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, like, my parents have done a lot yeah. for me to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I can't just do anything and yeah. not. Yeah. For example. I've not only that she experienced it because she came with them. Right. Where, yeah. Exactly. Even though our parents came from mm-hmm. Africa, right. we were born here. And so our perspective is different. We didn't see them trying to adopt and making sure that they could give us the best life Honestly, it's We didn't see them do the lower class jobs so that they can get to where they are now. We didn't see that. Yeah, yes. I, I went through it with yeah. them yeah. growing up. Even though, Every fair enough, step. I was younger. I don't remember a lot of the things, but even now, little things, I can still see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at my age now, a perfect example of that. Um, a lot of you are probably aware. I don't know if I've ever spoken about it on the podcast, but my student finance situation mm-hmm. was a big, big part of it. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when I'd finished um, sixth, sixth form, sixth form. Yeah. I realised I wasn't entitled to student finance. Oh, wow. So that was like a crazy thing for me because my whole life I just knew I was going to university. So for mm-hmm. someone to then come around and tell me you can't go because of money, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that nonsense? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whilst all my friends never had that issue. Yeah. I had friends that told me I'm not going to university. Of course, it's their choice. They can do yeah. what they want. But it's like, oh my God, I want to go to university. I don't get that choice. But you don't even want to go and you can go. If you, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. that opportunity. So that would, if anything, to bring it back, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. It's like, like that's a good example of it yeah 100% but I do think what you talked about is very interesting about how in Nigeria like it wasn't like you felt like you couldn't do a certain job because you were black because in Nigeria like you could just do whatever what job ever you find to do you just do it it was either more class class exactly or education yeah not only education in terms of you didn't have access to education it was basically how smart you are yeah so and I also think in Nigeria it's the education system well it's a bit tough but also helps like when I went to school, my first two years in school, I was taught with the cane. So you got your time tables wrong, you got hit. So mm. you just, you learn, you learn like what eight times eight mm. quick. Yeah, yeah. And also it meant that basically, if you look at the, well, I mean, quickly, if you look at British education system, it's based on industrialization, i.e. you take everyone at a certain age, you put them into a certain grade, right. and then you just move them along. Right, regardless, regardless of what they've learned and achieved exactly. in that year. But and in how they start, Africa's they are, different, like yeah. So at this point where, because of that, the smartest and the not so smart, let's say, or people who can't learn a certain way, mm-hmm. they actually suffer. Whereas Nigeria is a bit like America, where it's like, if you don't pass, you're not grade, going anywhere. You're staying where you are. You're mm-hmm. going to repeat the years many times as exactly. you can until you pass. And, and if on. you're really, really smart, you get pushed along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, so like, my, like, I'll say like my mom, my auntie, they started university at 15, 16 years old. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my, by 21 years old, my mom, I would say my, that's why my mom was always finding it crazy because 21, she finished her P, uh, finished becoming a vet, PhD. Wow. By the time she was 25, she was, or 26, she was doing her master's um, in Edinburgh. And I'm like, how is this possible? But it's because mm. for them, there was like, there's no cap. Mm-hmm. The system doesn't put a cap in it. It's more of, do you, if you've got smart as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is like a massive difference in terms of, versus like, say, here in the West. Well, mm. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 I think no, you're saying yeah. I think even the 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 mindset you get when you grow up in Nigeria is probably a bit better, only because you value education a bit more. Like what mm. you were saying, you wanted to go to uni, and, and people are there saying, not that you have to go to uni. That's not even the message. It's yes. more the value of what it is to like learn you just something, appreciate it to yeah. go and like acquire you know more you've knowledge. Had to work harder yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. I'm with, not, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's with everything in life. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you think about, it, you can literally relate that to every little thing in life, like mm-hmm. money, for example. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people, some people just are just more naturally. I don't want to use the word blessing others, but financially, stabi- yeah. financially, um, financial stability is a huge thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So for those that just get money or maybe that are born into wealth, yeah. not to say they don't um, value money, yeah. but I'm pretty sure a person that works nine to five or works every single day in this world yeah. will value money a bit more. Like, yeah, their perspective, their, their perspective on it is different. On it is different. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. value it more, yeah. but it's different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, even on that point, I remember when I was in, when did the riots happen in London? It was 2011? Yeah. 20, oh, was it 12? So, oh, I remember. Wow. So I remember when I was, so I was in Nigeria and I was doing an internship in a bank there. I remember it was on TV and all the people were like, oh, look at your people, they're embarrassing us. Because because for them, they were saying going, this is the picture in which the world sees of black people. Um, and if I come over there, this I will not be associated with them. Right. Whereas they were like, what are you, what are you writing over? And for them is the wow. and sometimes I think and that's not for everyone, but at that point they were seeing that because they were like, How do those people come to Nigeria? How do we come to Lagos and try and live our lives? Mm-hmm. And they'll see that what they're experiencing is like It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. But at the same time, what that kind of does sometimes minimize the pain the, that we have here. Right. Yeah. That's what I was and gonna, what I was gonna was get on to. Is, Absolutely. There was a juxtaposition for like for that um narrative when NSARS happened last year. Right. Where you actually saw now young Nigerians protesting, but what they were protesting for was their basic human rights. Where here when the riots happened it was it was for something it absolutely. had a, a, a pure motive initially but mm-hmm. then but when what it, what, it what it turned into Stealing just became a mess mm-hmm. where in NSARS was literally from start to finish about we don't have this we don't have this and our government doesn't care about us and there was no looting so, yeah. there was no like like you know, what, what, do you know what I'm saying like so it was just literally they just wanted their voices to be yeah. heard and they've yeah. done it the, in the most respectful way that I think could. that yeah. they could mm-hmm. you know but I don't I don't know what you said about you know when you were in Nigeria and Nigerians saying like oh look at your people so I feel like um I don't know. It's, I don't think we should compare the struggle. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I because like you literally said, you, you, you got it right spot on when you said that, um, what did you, you say? Can't you can't minimalise. You can't minimalise what yeah. we're, just mm-hmm. because, you know, back home, London is seen as this place where your all your dreams can come true. Like you can do yeah. whatever you want here. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they glamorise it a lot. Yeah. And I understand mm-hmm. why, because of how it looks on television. I'm sorry, you can't really know what it's like till you come here yourself. Do you know what I mean? So living here, like I know that it's not it's not being done intentional, but just to say, like we definitely have our own struggles. Mm-hmm. Like imagine, like not as if we are bottom of the barrel, but you know, London, you, the UK is very diverse. We live in a Westernized society, so that is a struggle in itself. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. ju- I just think the reason they compare it is because where in Nigeria access is quite difficult when mm-hmm. it comes to certain things here yeah. like to have a normal part-time job when you're 16 is casual here absolutely nigeria it's not the same do you and know stuff what like I mean? that and so the access they have to certain things i can understand how they can see that we don't take we, if we, take we, it don't, for granted, we take it for granted but as you said mm-hmm. the the effects are different the circumstances are different and how yeah. it impacts the person is different so absolutely we shouldn't absolutely. compare yeah. I lo- we've we should nev- i've never really both. i've never really thought about ever fighting for my like basic human exactly. rights here in the yeah. uk yeah. 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 that's mortifying to you mm-hmm. yeah. but actually touching on that do you know i think because like say we take either like our parents or that generation do you think because of they've come of come to UK or America and they've had that struggle and they've seen what it's like there, 
the when like the BLM started coming through, they were looking at like looking at it, going, "What is this about?" Yes, like why you got like people? Why are you going to, why are you are you going to march? Yeah. Like just be careful. Just yeah. shut up. Shut up. Do your thing. Mm. That's it. Like, yeah. do you think things That's like that? So I, do you know what? Can I, can yeah, I say yeah, something? Yeah, no, I feel uh, like yeah, th- with um back back when that whole situation happened with the Black Lives Matter protest last year in lockdown, mm-hmm. it was funny because I had that conversation with my mum. And one, she, she, she saw both sides because it was like, oh, yeah, why are you doing this? Like, you know, like, you don't need to do this. But at the same time, she was proud of our generation mm. because she's made it clear that, not to say that her generation didn't do what we're doing, yeah. because they, they probably did. I'm sure they did because mm. Black Lives Matter has always mattered, you know, and I'm sure black people have been tired. But mm-hmm. we also need to remember that this specific Black Lives Matter example, they live back home. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they didn't really need to fight for like their race. Their race. Yeah. And, you know, places like America, they had to. Of mm. course, here in the UK, they did. If your parents were born here, maybe it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. They had to. But, but my right. Both my parents were born in Africa. Yeah. They've never had to really... Because everyone was the same. We're all black. Mm-hmm. If anything... So what they're, they're protesting it, for? Do you know what I mean? If anything, it's, it's fighting for to end poverty or mm-hmm. something. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she saw it as a great opportunity and she definitely like was impressed by what she saw like in terms of young people coming out having our voices heard and i've noticed that there there is definitely a difference between our generation and theirs they were more i think they just conformed to whatever mm. it is back then they just took mm. it and decided to run with it in mm. comparison to our generation yeah. and we can't deny the fact that social media has helped us well, as well we've got sure. we've got lots of different things that has just transpired and helped the whole situation mm-hmm. for us that mm. they never had exactly. so we need to acknowledge that too and, and, I, f- yeah, well, oh, and I feel like as well our parents were more I like, like I, said, I don't want to say they didn't do anything, but our parents are more a suffering silence type. Yeah, yes. And that's why I would say my parents got it. And yeah. I'm, I was really surprised, actually, because usually stuff like that, they would be like, oh, I went to the protest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if this happened maybe, like, say, 10 years ago, they would be like, you are no. not going anywhere. Um, yeah. Sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they got it mm-hmm. because yeah. they see, like, the way we're standing up for ourselves and Absolutely. putting our foot down. Mm-hmm. Even basic stuff away from BLM, even just things like in relationships and just women mm-hmm. leaving um, domesticated situations. Right. Stuff domestic like violence, that. Yeah, yeah domestic violence. Yeah. What they were taught, well, you just it is what it is. Yeah. It is please your husband whereas Absolutely. with us it's like oh hell no like, I, I've got my own money I can do I'm gonna go I, exactly. I have to go I've got the Absolutely. means and I've got the tools to live by myself and to do what I need to do mm-hmm. and I feel like they 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 know that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. like if, even if they didn't know back then now mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. hence the reason why they they understand it more mm-hmm. yeah. like I, literally what Ashley said I yeah. even think it's interesting because I didn't go to the BLM one but I went to the NSARS one yeah um and I remember when I was telling my dad that's where I was going he was just like okay because <laughs> even he, even even though that was more close to home for him you their generation do, yeah. when it comes to Nigeria there's I think even as much as they want it to be better they don't even see how that is possible oh, yeah. they don't see it they don't it's almost like they've it's, given up yeah. it's mm-hmm. almost like a lost hope oh, yeah do you know what something's been I don't, a I don't, for a long time i don't blame them don't either blame because them. when mm. they were growing up nigeria is nothing like what it is now like right. nigeria was a different place right and so it's crazy and also what we see because of social media they don't see so their generation as well they're like what are you talking about they didn't Did, do that or mm-hmm. that didn't happen or this and like say for instance the toll gate when they tried to lie about what happened at the toll gate massacre yeah. mm-hmm. like the government itself mm-hmm. tweeted that something that what that they basically lied about what happened mm-hmm. and, and their generation will believe that versus right. what we actually saw live on what instagram live yeah. what was actually going on they didn't have instagram you know the exposure wasn't there and so for them it's like 
I don't know. I think this social media, what you said, social media is so key because even at NSARS, like how it happened the way it did last year, I don't even think it would have happened to the magnitude that it did without social media. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So, oh, absolutely. And like people have been fighting for their rights in Nigeria for a long time. Like, absolutely. You, if you know, you know, but absolutely. it was different because the world was almost was in solidarity watching, with us. And what time. you said about giving up um, in terms of our parents giving up on the country and just not seeing anything getting any better. A perfect example of that is like every time it comes to Independence, Independence Day, Day, yep. The comments my parents make oh. is so disheartening. Yeah. Even Nigerians in Nigeria my, are age. My mom, my, my, like, as a Nigerian, personally, as a Nigerian, or where, if you, wherever you're from, I, yeah. I think it's vital to remember your important um, Independence Day, For right? Sure. I agree. So, I'm, every 1st of October, you just would never know like my parents have a clue what day it is. They do, mm. but they would never say anything. So then I bring it up. I'm like, oh, happy Independence Day. What's there to be happy about? Do you know what's so happy? Mm. Do you know what's, what, what, yeah, what, cool. what's there to be happy about? Mm. Like, what, what are we what's celebrating? There yeah. What's there to show for it? And do you know what's so sad? They were proven right because that whole NSARS thing happened in, in the, the same, same month. month. Yeah. It was so dis- I was so was upset. Because for the longest time, like... Like we over here were here, we're, we're hailing Nigeria, we're doing the most, and over then our counterparts, that, our age group over, over there, there, I never not. And then it was like it, it dawned on me last year, and it's been dawning on me over time, but it's mm-hmm. dawned on me even more so now that I understand why. Because the thing is, they see it as we take the highlights of our culture and we celebrate it, which mm-hmm. I understand, and it's we true. Kinda we, we, we kind of do. Live it. We, and a lot of the time, until it was like an end size, a lot of people aren't even clued up about, about what's going on in Nigeria, mm. and they're not in solidarity with what's happening in Nigeria. They couldn't care less. Do more think, time. Do you think, as in, like the Nigerians of our generation, actually know the history of Nigeria? No, because this because there's a really I think it was in. Netflix I think is a really good documentary yeah. which talks about it and it's something which I've so, uh, back, so in my previous job I focused on like investing in Africa and specifically Nigeria and what became very clear to me is I actually understand to a certain extent why sometimes our parents get disillusioned with not only Nigeria but certain countries all over Africa but it's because when you get there the system is built in a certain way that everyone doesn't really trust each other mm-hmm. and is that we look at say nigeria as oh wow you're all nigerian or you're all black whereas they're like this guy's ibu this guy's house mm-hmm. this is i don't it's trust the, you the divide mm-hmm. is definitely and the good point with tribalism is is so rife there but it's not about black or white and outside it's about your tribe or your class mm-hmm. and things like that. Perfect example of that. If you look at when it comes to politics in yeah. Nigeria, when it comes to who's to be the next president, they don't, it's not about being a good president. It's about the person that has to be in power has to be from my tribe. Yeah. That's why you get presidents being assassinated. Mm. That's why they're killing them. That's why they're not, you know, winning the elections. Like mm. that's why the elections are being, you know, tampered with, tampered with. So and I got to learn that from my dad because you know adults listen when you have I don't know if Congolese people do this not because we're not just talking about Nigeria mm-hmm. but yeah, when adults you. sit down and discuss politics yeah. you, 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 you listen the older you yeah. get you listen in you, mm-hmm. you get some insight some knowledge from mm-hmm. it yeah. and some golden nuggets that's, some, that's one of the things that I've, I've definitely picked up like 
it's that whole not not jealousy but you just don't want to see each other win like yeah. you don't trust yeah. each other yeah. Yeah. The, the person the person you want to see in power has to be from your tribe from your tradition for you to like, feel you like you're safe, safe or whatever you know and if a if a Ibo man is in power a Yoruba man will not be happy like mm, yeah. do, do you know and but it shouldn't be the case and do you know what's interesting about the history question that you asked like do people know their history it's crazy because for me i didn't know nigeria wasn't a country like i, I didn't know nigeria was a formed country before like maybe last year or the year before yeah like I, I didn't know i didn't know that it was tribes all separated and then when um colonization and stuff happened they put nigeria together like i didn't know, I that. Didn't know that or like when um well. the stuff was happening in congo congo hashtag um congo is bleeding i think mm-hmm, last yeah. year as well mm-hmm. ashley was telling me about like the reign of a guy like a guy that was reigning there or like what in Belgium or mm-hmm. what the stuff that was like it, I didn't have a clue this sounds so and it crazy, sounds so but I think but it's horrible that in, we don't have a clue in but university I'd only found out what the Biafra war was exactly stuff no like that like we yeah. don't have a I clue I didn't know that exi- mm-hmm. I, I literally saw a book in the library and I saw that I called my dad so what's the Biafra war yeah. I, I said wow that's mm-hmm. been um, I, like and I am that when it comes to being Nigerian I scream it from the top so of my lungs mm-hmm. you know so at that moment I had to put myself back a bit and think yeah you have a lot to learn yeah, yeah. 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 I learned since then a little bit, yeah. but there's still more. There's so much. Oh, there's a lot to learn. I mean, it's not even like even from out even doing that job. I learned well. I learned so much about like Africa as whole. But I learned about the ways that things we we've accepted, which actually when you take a step back, you're like, why do we do that? So we refer to Africa very nonchalantly as just Africa and it's like one place. Mm. But you're like, hold on a minute. Africa is 54 different countries mm-hmm. right. and then 3,000 different tribes, different languages. Mm-hmm. I guess the point where it's like, but we paint this one brush and mm-hmm. that's what we did in the West. And what really irritated about me about that is that I would go to like, an, say an investor and say, okay, we want to have a project in say, Cote d'Ivoire or even Ghana. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like, I don't want a minute, but Ghana has, they've got their stuff sorted oh, out. Oh, absolutely. In terms of in finance, tourism, things like that. But people were like, we don't want to invest in Ghana. I'll be like, we're like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. Oh, because of like all the unrest which just happened in Ethiopia. <laughs> what? And I'm like, what? But it's because for them, they, they, they paint Africa, Africa as one thing. So when, when images or things are shown to the West, mm. it's like they've put it together. Mm-hmm. And then another one was the map. And I think I've shown it to like my family and uh, my cousins. But if you look and... I employ you or go, go go online just type in the real map of the world what you'll see is that the map of the world is very western centric so the size of Africa has been shrunken, shrunk mm. so if you actually look at the real size of Africa it can fit China India Europe wow. America all these different things into it and the reason they've shrunk it is because when you go, oh, this is happening in Africa, or they're taking, to or, mm. yeah, exactly, so taking their resources. But when you see the size of Africa, you're like, wow, what? these people have really come come here and taken all our resources. Crazy. Mm. And sometimes, after finishing that, I realize that sometimes we play into it by saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're all black, or we're like all yeah. African. And it's great, but it's like, do we celebrate? Like, sometimes we need to, like, can I celebrate the different countries? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I even think that sometimes it would be Nigerian, we actually benefit from it because a lot of what is shown to be African is mm-hmm. Nigerian. Nigerian, Nigerian culture, Ghanaian yeah. culture, and I'll say South African. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one talks about, I don't know, Lesotho, Chad. Namibia, Chad. Mm-hmm. So all these places. And it's like, 
Mm. And so it gets to the point where it's, and I'm not excusing them, but it's like other races, other people who look at us and they look at, but like, basically if I know one black person, I know all of you. Mm. Like but, I have a black friend. Yeah, yeah. I have a black friend. Or, so, so or it's like, oh, well, you know. Oh, if, you're from Africa. Do you eat jello fries? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> no, one. Literally. No, literally. That's had such someone, a good I one. I had a manager at my old job. He say, oh, like I eat jello fries that like my, my dad makes. He loves it. I'm like, okay. She's Congolese. Yeah, I'm Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what does that have to do no, with us? But then, yeah. they call stupid. If you go into someone goes, oh, where are you from? I'm from, I'm from London. It's like, oh, mate, you guys make really, really good spaghetti bolognese. What? And, like, what? <laughs> and that never it's crazy because that never happens yeah. because because they yeah because they, they I, I would literally be like, I, I didn't say I was Italian I'm from <laughs> but, then, but then that's this point where it's and, and so anyway, the reason I say this and going off topic is just because these that's are things which point, I've only mm-hmm. realised especially just from working to do with Africa and I think that sometimes is what hinders us mm-hmm. but also is that and same time you can't blame them, but all the money which kind of is made in all these countries, the rich take it out there. And where do they go on holiday? They go on holiday to America. Mm-hmm. Going holiday here. They buy houses here. So the money which is made in these countries is taken out and is left. Mm-hmm. And in the same, same way is that they, like, the systems there in terms of tax... We haven't got good taxes. Nigeria, you know, everyone pays tax. Oh, but if you think about it, is that it. if a country makes <laughs> one billion dollars more every month mm. and in UK the tax is 20% then hopefully my math is good you'll eat everyone will like the UK will get 200 million mm-hmm. in Nigeria 0.2% so you, people will be taking home like 20 million and then out of that 20 million all the governors will be taking their own 10 million mm. so by the time it gets done you only have 5 million to spend right. on all these different resources and there you have Lagos roads and you have 5 million to spend on a on a on a country which has got nearly to 250 million people literally wow. so, so it's this type of like I, and even myself I always tell my, I always, always have that myself when I go on holiday from here in UK where do I want to go mm. I always want to go Asia mm. America mm. I'm like have I ever said oh let me go see okay maybe not sorry but not certain parts of Congo but, but, <laughs> but like Rwanda mm. or Uganda or all these different places and that's so true it's mm. interesting to me well, what's been interesting to me is that a lot of the people who I know who visit these places are Caucasian people. Ugh. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, hmm, what what are we doing? Like mm-hmm. at this point it's like we can say stuff, but are we using are we are we talking? Are we Do we money? actually care? Do we are yeah. we getting what we buy? Mm-hmm. Um and that to me sometimes for me it's just interesting when I look when I listen to people here in UK or America mm-hmm. and they talk, Oh, we're for Africa or we're for black people. But I'm like, okay, but what are you actually doing bar saying stuff and tweeting? Mm. Mm. It's so true. On even on the topic of what you're saying, the whole the whole notion of being pro-black is such a westernized idea because when you talk about stuff like that on Twitter and then you see Nigerian Twitter engage with it, they're just looking at us like you lot are crazy. Like the things that like because do you know what it is? We have created systems in the West as black people, not necessarily me, but black people mm-hmm. like as a whatever yeah. collective they want to mm-hmm. call themselves. We've created systems to make ourselves feel better about ourselves like i don't know how to explain it but I like think we've done it just to survival. stand out yeah to, of it, course we, survival yeah. You know, we need but to survive. so a lot of them lack actual like substance substance mm-hmm. is also, what i'm essentially saying but you also gotta remember that and again this is comes back to the whole with your second or third generation born here or mm-hmm. immigrate and this is something which i actually noticed actually i kind of noticed when i dated a girl who was 
She was black or she was from West Indies. And she went, the difference is you guys know your history. You guys know where you came from. A lot of African-Americans or something, we have to create our own culture. Right. So our own culture is steeped in either in the way what, what we talk, mm -hmm. the way we eat, and think different things like that. Mm -hmm. You guys can trace it back and have way more. So it gets to the point where certain cultures might seem to be not substantive as like, oh, this is English culture. We can trace back to Henry, whatever. Mm. Is that some cultures have been stripped of that. Mm -hmm. So it gets the point where what they what they're left with is something which, as you said, might not be substantive. I don't even mean that though, because that's a very good yeah. point. I don't mean African American culture or like cultures that have literally had to find their history mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, like say for instance here in the UK, mm -hmm. most Black people here in the UK, if you ask them where they're from, they can tell you they where know. they're from. But I think we're becoming more and more American in the way that we are trying to almost reduce ourselves to this one black culture mm -hmm. yeah. is what I'm saying. And we're doing stuff very performatively where mm -hmm. we actually do know our culture and we should be more embracing of that. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. But I do think at the same time, mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've advanced so much. Like we have grown from that a little bit, I think. The reason why I say that is because it's five five no not five maybe 10 years ago mm -hmm. if you were to ask like the example you gave mm -hmm. about when wanting to go on holiday you know you'd get more people wanting to go to spain and you know america and all these places but i feel like now the older we're getting we people wanna do want to go back home. but you know why we want to go back we want to go back for the good times we want to go back to show people that there's parts of nigeria a lot that of, yeah, like london nice. a lot of people they are don't starting go back to build they, houses back no home but i'm now. saying a lot of people like in our generation that you're talking that, which are right people are going back home but they're not mm -hmm. going back home to show to actually go to maybe with their original where they come from their mm -hmm. Village or, where or whatever, they're up. coming to show people in London that oh, London, um, Nigeria has a cinema, Nigeria has a beach, Nigeria yeah. has this, Nigeria has that. But Lagos, Lagos. But guys, we also need to. Uh, we do need. You're right, but we also need to acknowledge it can't happen overnight. Oh, yeah. Of course mm. not. I feel no, like no. I feel like it's it's definitely a lot better than it was before. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, it has to start somewhere. It can start with, you know not being serious and just going back home to just, you know, have a great time. And what was it? What was it called? Like 2019 was the year of the diaspora. Return, what was yeah, it? Yeah, return, return, you know, it starts like from things then, like that. Right, a lot yeah. of people, it's like people our age are fortunate enough to have enough money to go back home and invest. They are some people. Yeah, are they are. They are, they are I know, yeah. I know I have friends that are going home to build houses, yeah. like helping children and schools, you know? Mm -hmm. So not to say like, I, I can't recall that happening a few years back, right. yeah. you know, mm -hmm. because even, being African was certain that like do you get yeah, yeah. so we've it come along it wasn't do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we have come a long way. Like I said, it's not gonna happen overnight. Mm -hmm. We we're the generation to make that change. Do you know what? People always say, Oh yeah, like your generation is your, there's a lot of pressure on us, you know, guys, because we're gonna be parents soon hopefully mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and that's what we've got to teach our children mm. our parents didn't teach us that hence the reason why we're not doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we start installing it in our heads mm -hmm. yeah. when we have kids start installing it in their heads when you grow older gotta go back home you, back you home. have to do this back yeah. home and not just saying it they see us doing, doing it. it exactly why wouldn't they want to do it it's their country too you can say all yeah. you like all day long like i know a lot of nigerians are very proud to mm -hmm. be nigerian mm -hmm. um but they have never been back to nigeria That's what and it's not even saying. a show and it's not about show as well because no. at the end of the day whatever but the reason i believed my dad and, and the reason i believed my parents when they said they were proud to be nigerian is because my dad literally goes back to nigeria every single year yeah and like fun. it's it's like the culture was in the house where right. you can be saying it, but like people don't actually believe this. Is, and, and, and this is what, happening. and this is what I mean as well. Like it can start from the littlest things. It's stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like 
you know, I, I can't, I don't know anybody that does this, but I'm pretty sure their families out there, their parents haven't taught them anything about their history or just even speaking their languages mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But yeah. it starts from things like that. Mm-hmm. Us learning our languages. Yeah. Yeah. That when we Learn have kids, we way. teach them, they're yeah. like, not rely on, oh, your grandma will teach you. Yeah. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. And then every now and again when you have your family we go back home yeah. not just mm. go on holiday to America yeah. and Spain so wherever, yeah. we'll take the family back yeah. to Africa you mm. know but what I, think, I mean but I think also what in fairness sometimes to our parents was that sometimes they didn't take us back home because for them they spent a lot of time working right and so they, they were like, okay, every single free time I need to make money so you guys don't have to oh, struggle yeah, the same right. And then for them, when you went on holiday, why do I want to go back to one country for holiday when I want to go somewhere else? And that could be one part. And the other part comes back to, and trying to come back full circle was that the reason I say all that, I was saying this was because, as you said, we're the generation to make that change. But if you're our parents and you were born to it and it's taking 50, 60, mm-hmm. 50, 60 years, so, you're going to be like, what, what do you mean pride of? Like, mm. yeah, I finally, I'm here now, so what, what am I looking for back there? Exactly, and you, you get to the point where it's like, and then you, and then they'll see like the NSARS happening and they'll be like, we're happy for you, but the same government which is oppressing you, it was the same government which was oppressing us. Mm. Right. That's Nothing why we have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so for them, it's like, it's, and this is not only in Nigeria, it could happen in other countries and I guess even sometimes it's, it even happens, like, say, in the West. Like, I always think about what Dave Chappelle said once about, like, racism. And he said, black people haven't, tongue-in-cheek, black people haven't advanced. White people have just got nicer. So if white people at one point just <laughs> change their mind, it's game over. You and think? I was just like... And for me, yeah, and for me I, I was just like... I don't what? agree with that. I don't I was know. Like, and, and the reason he said that, mostly in America, I was like, okay, whatever. But then I just saw what's happened for the last two years in America, and I went... You know what? That's kind of true because look what happened to Trump. <laughs> look what happened after that. If the if white Caucasian people there change your mind, it's like it's game over. Mm. And I was just like, wow. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'll I agree with that either. I'm gonna I can't be very agree honest. with it. I don't, the reason why I agree with it is because what we what we've experienced, what we're seeing, is nothing new. Yeah. It's nothing like oh my days, like BLM. Wow, maybe the way we react to it is different, right. but it actually happening is nothing new. And in relation to what yeah. you said, how if white people got nicer, everything would change. I I agree with that. It's simply because of the fact that think about it. The the reason why racism exists is because of white people's attitudes and behavior towards black people, right. slavery, etc. So and other races. If, yeah. So then <laughs> if now white people had there was a change of conditioning in their minds it would be completely different there would be a change there would be a switch but the reason i disagree is because what the, i disagree with the initial part first because i think what the difference is and what they've tried to do for the longest time is shut our access to um, information mm-hmm. and now we have so much more knowledge on what actually took place and so if things were to change up now i think we are more equipped Absolutely. to do better but and then apart from that the second part like what you said about um what did you say at the end um them being nicer there's always been problems with people it's not a that's why when I, when it comes about about racism yeah racism is a problem but the the actual problem is human beings and hu- the condition of human beings and their flawed their flawed nature so before there was racism and there was slavery there was rivalry amongst tribes right. there was rivalry racism amongst people it's just a it's just it's another, just another form, form of it, it. so yeah. i 
that's why I disagree with if white people got nicer. I just think it's human beings in general because there's already division between the black black people. There's division within African countries on their standalone. There's division everywhere. Mm. Do you get what no, I mean? But, I think, when, but yeah. I think him say, when Dave Chappelle said nicer, it's not necessarily them him saying, oh, um, um, the way I speak to you is going to be different. I think it's in terms of character. Like racism is a heart problem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. something. It's, it's a system within their minds. Right. So when he said when white people get nicer, it's not automatically oh I'm going to wake up and the way I speak to you is going to be different. Deep it's, down. Yeah, deep down, a heart condition. So you think that's the answer to more peace in the world? Well, okay. I'll say more, in the Western world, peace, okay. I'll say more peace is is it's it's. I'll say it's tough, and I, I always use my like where I grew up because. Northern Ireland, when I moved there, it was a civil war. Mm. Then we had the whole peace process, and I mean Catholics and Protestants, and this is another thing which I think also kind of shapes my view in terms of when I look at race and things like that. I grew up in a society where the white people hated each other. Mm-hmm. So it goes to the point where I like the whole black versus white, like it was there, but it wasn't as prominent as, oh, you're white, but you're Catholic, so I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So the good point where my conditioning growing up wasn't a black and white thing, it was like, it's a religion thing or it's a tribal thing. Mm. So it got to a point where from that, I was able to say, okay, that's the difference. Then when you had a peace process, how did peace, quote unquote, come to North Ireland? was because they had to sit down and firstly acknowledge the hurt they caused each other, mm. acknowledge how much like they hate each other and most importantly, that they wanted a future for their kids. And then after that, they had to systematically go about changing different things but it is like i would say they got nicer but the reason they got nicer was because of like the future for their kids right and because of that you had certain things which had to be put in place like i always use the the police so the police in northern ireland and i don't know if that's the same that could happen here Mm -hmm. or america but the police in northern ireland is originally called the royal ulster constabulary and because 48, 49% of the people there were Irish. They were like, why do I want someone called Royal? Because I don't believe in the Queen. Right. So it got to a point where they're like, okay, well, let's change the police name to Police Service North Ireland. Then after that, they looked at the constitution of the police itself and was like 70% are Protestant. So we have 70% people from one tribe. Obviously, they're going to pick any other tribe. Mm-hmm. So they went, right, we need to now reconstitute the police. So they spent, like I think, like five, six years only hiring Catholic people to bring up, to make sure it was more level. Balanced, yeah. And it was that thinking. But that happened because of, I won't say nicer, but because people just realised, okay, we want we want to hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Changing character. Changing character. And I think that is what, to a certain extent, people kind of got disillusioned with, with Trump. Because for a long time, you saw, after, think about it, you were from Barack Obama, there where you saw everyone's like, okay, you know what, America's getting better, we've got mm. a black president, you know, white people, people thought white people voted black, Barack mm. Obama. And then you have Trump who stood on those bigoted things come in and people were like, these people, did they re- were they really nicer? Did the character really change? Or did they just go, yeah, we're sick, like, we're sick of being nice, we want, we want to get our own way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that is what kind of Dave Chappelle is trying to angle at is that change can happen but it has to be like, for it to be long, it, it has to be based on the, oh, people who are oppressing, changing, as you said, the character and being nice. Because as much as power as you think you have, if someone gives you £100, you're like, yeah, I can buy all this. 
if the person just shuts off the shop, you can't go buy anything, you can't buy that hundred pounds mm. worthless. Right. So to there's some no value to that to, anymore. So it gets to the mm-hmm. point where it's like we I would say we need to come together and fight for things. But I've always said that what before to a certain extent, some and this can be totally wrong, some people I'm sure disagree. Before you can go to someone who goes, I want this change, you need to fix your own house. And I think sometimes that is what the what isn't what isn't good is that people see like so much division with their own community that they get point where it's like, you guys want all this power, but it's like if we give you this power, what's gonna happen? And then what do they quote unquote use as example? Well look at Nigeria. We give you guys power, look what's happening there. And then we can't say anything about it. <laughs> and so I guess the yes, point Yes we can. <laughs> no, we can no but what I'm saying We can say a lot about it. What can we say about it? Like, we can th- say a lot because through that definition of black on black crime and let's use that for example yeah it's not a real thing but also, but it's not, but also, you, it's do you not, know what i mean like 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 crime. we've literally just said yeah. like it's a human being thing like we we as human beings we will always find division regardless of where we are yeah. so why is it as black people why are we then why are we captured in this situation and why are we told that we have to behave mm. within ourselves for, it's never good i'm sorry it's never gonna happen i don't think it's ever gonna because, happen. In because other, it, yeah, in it doesn't places, have to happen yeah. in mm. other cultures it doesn't have races, to happen you know, i'm sorry they have division within themselves there's division everywhere yeah. so i think what, so why what, should I think we what, have I to think, be the one to be unified and i think what Kumbaya for yeah. us to for us for, for you to stop discriminating yeah, against us and give that, us equal opportunity as point, yourself because that's again it comes back down to what I say that someone is like why is someone powerful isn't powerful because they're in a position it's because everyone beneath them has ascribed yeah, to system mm-hmm. which gives them power right. so it gets to point where like like countries, fans and celebrities yeah. they've but all put in there they have the platform that they have yeah. 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 like everyone goes like we don't want Putin power so I get the so I get to a thing is that you either do two things. You either, as what people are trying to do a lot, yeah. is either you go, this person has no power, and either we just don't believe in your power, or you start your own thing. Right. But to start your own thing, you kind of nearly have to be united. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I guess that's why you have support black businesses. That part, support I things. understand, yeah. in terms of building our own thing, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, we, we can't do it in the next few years. It can happen. Yeah. But in terms of, getting power from the people that already have the power because we you know and the reason we need the, the only way we can do that is to be nice to each other mm. i don't know no, no, not to be, i don't think you have to be nice to be respectful right and i think it's because if you and the same way is like i was i was like same thing happened say within like i'll take the catholic Bishop protestants they people within the catholic and protestants some of them didn't like each other like even when they had peace process, they like you know, some people are like normal, and that's normal. Very, very but normal. what they did, what they were able to say is like, we want to further our cause. I'm not like you and the way you but do. We just have to come together, together like blood and crits. Yeah, and that's, come on. And that's what happened in terms of like, say, if you look at Sinn Fein SDLP, these are two different parties. One was literally the political party of the IRA, and the other one was built upon how can I put principles which he took from the civil rights. So the guy actually went to America and watched what was happening in America. It was like, right. well, these, these black people come together and they're marching. So we want to do the exact same thing in Ireland for us, mm-hmm. but they have to come together. And I think that is something which I always think if you want to get power or you want to change stuff, mm-hmm. you either, you, as I say, you create something from yourself mm-hmm. or you go, 
I'm going to take the power away from you. And how am I going to take power? Because I'm going to stop not listening to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the point where you actually have no power. But to do that, you need everyone to kind of come together. together. Yeah. Come together. And yeah. that is where sometimes is... It, do you feel like we can accomplish that one day? I think we can, but it gets to point where everyone has to realise, I need to either sacrifice something, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it gets to the point where it's like, what am I for? Like, like I used to, like, Nipsey Hussey used to say, why are we buying a Gucci? We can create our own Gucci. Mm. But why are we buying Gucci? It's because... They've ascribed something to it. The Jewish has has created their own Gucci. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the point where people... (laughs) For example, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. For so long she went, I'm going to create... Like, for so long all these people didn't listen to this. As soon as Rihanna created Fenty, all these other brands were like, oh, we don't do this. We Mm -hmm. do this for your skin tone. I'm Mm -hmm. just sitting there going, oh, no. Because we we did ask you to do it. And it's possible. And it got the point where where it's like, what happened there? The power was taken away from there. Mm -hmm. Because... As a unit, yes. we all went to Fenty. Fenty mm-hmm. yeah. And now what happens is that Rihanna's making, she's now a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Where's she going to take a billion? Invest it in other people who live like her. Yeah. And all the, and that, I hope so anyway. Well, <laughs> we can hope so. We can yeah. only hope. So, so anyway, but things like that, and I think that for me is, I'm going to be honest, I got disillusioned to a certain extent when I was working with certain things in Africa. And it's not all places, but because so many people would want to make money mm. But you only want to make money by making being going to business with a Caucasian person exactly. because of what is showed. Oh, oh, it looks I got better. I business partner in America, I, and I'm like, huh? And and it's just, there's certain things like that, which is like another perfect example. You know, Nepa. Why don't we have electricity in Nigeria? Mm-hmm. Why don't we have electricity? One of the reasons <laughs> yeah. is because a lot we all have. Most people have generators. If you need a generator, you need something. To, it's like you need continuous diesel. Mm-hmm. So if you have continuous diesel, people can't make money off it. Yeah. So what happens is that they basically, people who used to import the generators start paying off people in the government and saying, yo, don't fix the, the electricity because it's you get this. More money. So the guys in the government were like, okay, let's do that. Rather than investing the money into the system. That's, that's one of the <laughs> biggest issues in that country. And I don't see anything I don't know, but, but you know, yeah. But what can help us, and this is again, is why I think you have to like, we have to be smart because we are some of the smartest people on this earth. Like, don't get it twisted. Don't let them tell you whatever. Like, one of the guys who came up who helped fund the internet was a Nigerian guy. <laughs> the guy who owns Gatwick Airport is a Nigerian guy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, city, uh, London city. There's, so there's lots of people who that, and but we don't get taught this obviously in schools, no. so we don't understand this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. But if we're able to harness that power mm-hmm. and just come together where it's like, let's like say like the African Union and things like that, then we, we the sky's I, the limit. Sky's the limit. Mm. But we also have to realize that people are always still trying to use us and mm-hmm. we shouldn't be let being like, this perfect example is like the African Union building was built by the Chinese. Mm. Mm. It like, came, came out like two, three months ago. They found out every night at 2 p.m., all those, all those stuff was getting downloaded in the building. And they found out that the Chinese were downloading all the information from African Union wow. and sending it to China. Of course. And people was like, mm. but, 
and unfortunately, it's just the situation where wow. we wanted to build something, we couldn't afford it. But it's like it gets. It's not the, the first time they've stolen yeah. from us. Mm. <laughs> and, and to so, <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, just because we need to round up. Yeah, to relate it even to something that we can relate to as well in the UK, that's something we should also support is like stuff like GRM and stuff like that. Mm. Where mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like yeah, Grime, Grime Daily, Daily. or like, Link Up TV, mm-hmm. they are black they are like black entertainment yeah. media where they're almost taking the place of like record labels like Sony and whatever and putting mm-hmm. uh, what they're black owned and they're bridging the gap between what it used to look like for people wanting to do entertainment and what mm-hmm. it looks like yeah. now yeah. and putting ourselves and everything is to benefit the mm-hmm. com- community right. so I think we should do our best as yeah. we can mm-hmm. and take there's been so many gems dropped in this episode wow um, honestly. honestly thank you for coming on yeah. because we really appreciate it. if you want him back let me know mm-hmm. um, <laughs> comment down below yeah, yeah, no, it's, been, it's, it's been a change mm-hmm. of, it's, I was going to say it's different yeah, yeah. for sure it's um, different from I mean people watching are going to be like wow didn't expect it yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't expect we're not it, all so. jokey laughing yeah yeah. <laughs> but it's good these are things that he always tells me by the way that we need to start talking about mm-hmm. more because it, it it diversifies like the topic and yeah. it also enriches like the mind and we have more responsibility to do it as well mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah 100% and, for, and one last thing would be mm-hmm. for people who are creating their own businesses and are for the black community don't cut corners mm-hmm. and I, what I mean by that is that if we're going to create our own economy, if we're going to create something for ourselves, we have to have it as good or not better than other alternatives. Mm-hmm. Because mm, that's true. We Otherwise, don't, what's the like, point? We don't. We don't. We don't like. We don't. We don't do for second best. Mm-hmm. We all like. I don't know if it's like Eurobuzz or whatever. We want the best. <laughs> so there's a point where it's we're coming to you and giving our money. We want the best. Don't take our money just because. Oh, you know, helping me out. Uh, Black because, business. Because, because for me, I always baffled when I walked down Croydon High Street, and all the hair shops, all the things are all not owned by Black people. It's crazy. And then I'm like, Yo, okay. And I've been in circumstances where I've went to a someone who's let's say a Black owner of an establishment or whatever, and the service was so. Then I was that she went. I'm not coming back to you. But I want to go find find someone else. But it gets to the point where where's the other person? Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone's now focused all the investments and community into this, and mm-hmm. I'm like, let's do better because let's do. I better. mean, I didn't re- we didn't even get touched. I think we didn't touch like one tenth of what we want to speak about. Really? Oh wow! Oh mate. Yeah. But what I think I've taken away from here is that be pr- obviously be proud to be where you're from. Right. Be proud to be black because it is a privilege. It's your own chairs. Absolutely. But what we need to do is we can't rely on other people to give us handouts. Mm-hmm. We need to band together and create our stuff. Create our stuff, but mm-hmm. also question. Like when I say question, talk to your parents, talk to your elders, talk to people within your society because you will learn from their mistakes. Right. You will learn about why they think certain stuff, right. and then you can actually like if you. I would say if you can't convince people in your own house, I can convince other people. Facts. Mm. So wow. we so talk to people in that so charity begins at yeah. home and mm-hmm. them teams there Absolutely. also oh, on the yeah. black business thing don't only market yourself to only black people because I think that's a problem that a lot of our that's black businesses do yeah. no, no she didn't only market to black people no no no, no I'm saying she oh yeah she might to everybody exactly she was like, we put black people because 
that's another thing that I've everything, noticed with a lot of black owned businesses. Everything is always black, 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 black. But it's like Hashtag the only black. reason other businesses have profited off of us is because they're not only marketing to us, they're marketing to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you also have your business, your what you're saying is so true. Make sure you're not cutting corners and just market to everybody. Mm. And by God's grace, we're gonna get there. Make everyone your audience. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. You know what to do. Follow us on all our social media platforms. If you want him back, as I said, let, let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. And um, we will see you soon. Thank Bye. you guys. Bye.